Hello and welcome to The M Word, where we have uncensored conversations on all things marketing. We're your hosts, Jennifer Mulchandani and Heather Michaelgard. For season two, our conversations are focused on brand. Listen in for ideas you can use for your brand. Enjoy today's episode. How does a 100-year-old membership organization rebrand? Quickly. Today, we talk with Kate Bates, president and CEO of the Arlington Chamber of Commerce, who led the organization through a rebranding at the end of 2019. In addition to leading the Arlington Chamber, Kate serves on a number of local and regional boards, including the Arlington Economic Development Commission and the Leadership Center for Excellence Board of Directors. Hear how Kate managed a seamless process in just three months to modernize and refresh the brand. She shares tips on managing the budget, buy-in, and rollout. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the M Word. We're so glad you're here. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here with you both. Well, Kate, you're with the Chamber of Commerce here in Arlington, Virginia. Tell us a little bit about um, how long you've been there and how long the Chamber's been in in Arlington. Okay, great. So I am currently the president and CEO of the Arlington Chamber of Commerce. I've been with the chamber since 2007 and in 2014 became the president and CEO then. Uh, But the chamber has been around since 1924, so we are approaching our 100-year anniversary. Ooh, that's fun. Kate, when you hear the word brand, what does that mean to you? To me, a brand represents an organization's overall identity, and usually the word brand for me sparks more about the visual identity in particular. So the Chamber's been here a long time, but you all have recently gone through a rebranding. And I'm just curious if you could set the stage for us. Like, how did that... How did that decision get made? Uh, who made it? How, and you know, what was what was it like behind closed doors, thinking through rebranding our local chamber of commerce? It's great. So as part of our strategic plan, we had an exploration for updating the chamber's logo. So that did not commit to doing it, but said that the board and the staff would explore that process. And this was not for us a comprehensive rebrand. It really was limited to the logo and then a style guide resulting from that as well. So I want to make that clear distinction. You know, I've been with other organizations who went through a full rebrand, which is much more comprehensive, often with things like engaging all of your stakeholders, surveys, things like that. Uh, This really was limited specifically to our logo. Um, So as timing worked out, you know, the chamber has a volunteer board and we have a volunteer chair that rotates every year. And I was fortunate enough to have Greg Hamilton, publisher of Arlington Magazine, um, as my chair, who, you know, is someone with a great marketing background, who is really the right person to carry this project forward. So as we set our strategic plan milestones, we put that very early on. So it could be something that Greg could help lead under his chairmanship. So we first started the exploration phase. So the chamber is a nonprofit organization. So, you know, funds are very important to us and knowing where resources are coming from for different projects is paramount, like many other nonprofits and really small businesses that you all work with as well. So step one was figuring out what the cost would look like. So we have all sorts of wonderful members from a variety of industries. The chamber spans everything from, you know, home-based businesses to global headquarters 
and everything in between. So we reached out to all of our members in this industry and asked them for a very rough price quote first. So we got that information, but you know, when you're updating the logo, it's not just the design cost, it's the cost of everything with your logo on it. And for a almost 100 year organization, you know, that can be a lot of things. Um, it was everything from, you know, the wall in our office to new letterhead, all of the name badges for our 50 directors. Um, even, you know, as we sit in your office here right now on Langston Boulevard, there's a sign down the street uh, that the chamber has a little placard on that we had to update that as well. Um, so we did a rough cost of all of the materials and then like many things added an overage percentage just to be safe um, and brought that together and then that number was ultimately approved by our board of directors and that's what gave us the go ahead to move forward with the process. I think cost is such a fascinating component. Um, so, you know, if you had to put it in big bucket terms, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, the graphic design is a small component of the overall branding cost. So, like, what does it cost to turn over your 100-year-old brand? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if we want to share, right, our organization, the final number publicly, uh, but I would say it was, you know, it was money we had to pull from a reserves. It was not something that we could absorb in our operating budget, but we're very fortunate to have built up strong reserves over a number of years. And really, the you know the materials cost was higher than the actual cost for the design process. I think you bring up a really good point, though, about when when I had asked first, you know, how do you define brand? And you said, you know, primarily it is that identity. So through that exploration phase, do you, you know, were you guys hoping that you would get excited and inspired by like a new look and feel, or was it really resting on what it was going to cost to kind of transition all of the assets and collateral that went with it? That's a great question. So really, the focus was we had evolved our chamber, especially recently as an organization, and really modernized ourselves into a world-class modern chamber. And there was a sentiment that our brand was behind us. So it wasn't us trying to transform ourselves as an organization. It was finding a way to get our visual, vi excuse me, it was finding a way to get our visual depiction to catch up to where we were as an organization. So that was really the motivation for us. I'd love to hear a little bit more, just to sort of uh, on background almost, because, you know, we talk about the logo as being the identity portion of your brand, but, you know, if, if you'd already organizationally done a modernization, like, like what, what was the, uh, you know, what was the modern-esque component that wasn't being captured by the old logo? Sure. So I think that, you know, the business community is constantly evolving and our chamber has had to evolve to keep up with our business community. So, you know, a chamber of 50 years ago focused primarily on networking. Now networking is still a great, important piece of what we do, but we've broadened our scope and really focus on what we call our four pillars. So we have networking and business development, extremely important still, uh, but not our entire organization. Uh, we have community engagement, linking up our businesses with nonprofits and connecting the nonprofits with the each other, also connecting businesses to educational institutions and other great community groups as well. Then we have our educational opportunities, having a lot of really great free and low-cost professional development opportunities for our businesses and business people. And then last but not least, our advocacy, really being that voice of the business community. And those other areas were always things that we had done, uh, but we've, you know, really how we speak about the organization has changed.
changed. You know, a number of years ago, people would say things like, your chamber membership's like a gym membership. If you don't show up, you're not getting things out of it. And you have to come to X number of breakfasts and X number of receptions, and that's how things work. Uh, but we know that it's really not a one-size-fits-all approach. You know, Arlington strategy has different needs than Lebanese Taverna, a member down the road, than Boeing and Nestle. Um, and all of those companies are served by different areas. And it's all within the portfolio of what we have to offer. I, you know, I, you know, in full disclosure, I'm a card-carrying plaque, you know, plaqued member of the <laughs> chamber, which it's, I'm looking at it here, it's it's the old logo, mm -hmm. which is, is funny. Um, but, so your pillars, which I think are fascinating, and, and I, one of the things that I find in Arlington Strategy can relate to with the chamber is your pillar on the, the connecting to the nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, is that a unique part of the Arlington Chamber of Commerce brand, or is that, is that uh, common in, in chambers uh, more broadly? So it really varies. So the chamber ourselves, we are a nonprofit organization. So there are certainly chambers that see nonprofit organizations as competitors. Think of it in terms of, oh, we're going after the same sponsorship money or that sort of thing. Uh, for us, we don't view it that way. You know, we know that our businesses are better served by having that connection with the nonprofits, whether it's, you know, for big CSR, corporate social responsibility purposes, that if your company is interested in ending homelessness, we can link you up with organizations focused in that work. But if you have an employee who really likes dogs, we can link you up with nonprofits in that space as well. So I'll say, you know, it's not every chamber that focuses on that, but I've been pleased to see that just over my, you know, coming up on 15-year chamber career, the number has certainly increased, I've seen, of chambers that are working in that space as well. I mean, are there things that are specific that, to the Arlington Chamber that you think are... Um you know, pulling on that competitor yeah. aspect, right? You know, we sit in an area that has chambers in a lot of parts of the community. So, you know, if I'm a business that's doing business in multiple, uh, within the boundaries of multiple towns or cities, you know, what is the unique brand essence of the Arlington Chamber that you think sets you apart from the other chambers? Not denigrating the other chambers, but like mm -hmm. what, what makes Arlington unique? So I think what makes Arlington unique is our Arlington business community, which the Chamber is a reflection of. So it's funny that Chambers are one of the most collaborative industries you will ever find, that when people leave other industries and come into Chamber work, they are shocked at how we're all willing to share our trade secrets with each other. Um, one of my saving graces during the pandemic was a group of women who leave chambers, lead Chambers of Commerce throughout the Commonwealth of Virginia. We all knew each other before the pandemic, uh, but early on in the pandemic, somebody did kind of a rally cry to the group. We hopped on a phone call. It was even before we were all using Zoom. And that group had what turned into Zoom meetings every week for almost two years. And then we, we slowed down the cadence, but I still have a group me on my phone with them. Uh, within our region, we work so closely with so many other chambers. And actually, just yesterday, I was on a call with the metro area chambers of commerce, everybody in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, organized by the Board of Trade. And somebody had a quote, I can't recall who, but that I'll share here. If you've seen one chamber, you've seen 
in one chamber. Uh, so each chamber, you know, a lot of the fundamentals of what we offer, certainly the networking and the advocacy is common, but different communities place different priorities. We absolutely encourage businesses that operate in multiple jurisdictions to get involved in their respective chambers. Um, it does make it a little different that we don't see them as competitors. We see a lot of value there. And to me, what makes our chamber different is our business community, that we have that really, what I think is amazing mix of the small, mid-sized, and large businesses. Uh, whereas if you go to other chambers, especially in the region, some are more small business focused, some are more large business focused. But I think we are one of the unique special spots that really includes businesses from all sizes and all industries, which is really a great reflection of Arlington as well. So I want to take us back, Kate, to the rebrand um, for an organization that does have such you know, deep roots, it's been around for so long. How did you guys launch this new logo and was the community receptive to it? That's a great question. So I'll add a little bit more about the process too, if you don't mind. So, you know, because we are a membership organization, you know, everything we do, we engage at least a subset of our members on. So again, I mentioned, I was really fortunate with the timing to have a chair who is the right one to steward this project forward. Uh, but that made things a little bit different. So it wasn't just, you know, myself and our communications professional working with a designer. And I know that was something that scared some designers. Um, designers do not often like to work with committees. I shouldn't speak for you all, uh, but something that we heard in our RFP process was that, you know, that could be a hindrance and, you know, a lot of different opinions, especially from people who aren't professionals, can be a bit of a challenge. So we were really deliberate in how we did that. So we had probably the smallest task force we've ever had for anything. It was five total, including myself, it was myself, our chair, and three other members with an interest, not just interest, I'm sorry, uh, three additional members with expertise professional expertise in marketing. Um, so despite any hesitations from our designer after working with this group, they were thrilled, uh, couldn't have been happier with the input. So we worked with the designer throughout the process. It was actually a pretty short process. As I was getting ready for today, I looked back and you know we made the decision, reached out to designers initially in August, narrowed it down, did final proposals, and we unveiled our new brand in December. So it was a short, quick turnaround with the result we were absolutely thrilled with. Uh, so we unveiled it actually at our annual meeting. So we had our annual meeting in December with several hundred people all in a big ballroom together um, and we did our big logo unveil. So something also that I looked at in preparation for today was you know the slides that we used for that and we pulled together as best we could with the limited you know uh, digital records during those times. Uh, we pulled together the logos past of the chamber and showed those and then the new logo. The response was absolutely incredible. Again with anything you're never going to make 100% of people happy, but I did not hear one single complaint about the brand. Uh, people were really excited about it. Uh, we timed it out deliberately so that we had these lapel pins ordered. That was a piece, and we can talk a little bit more if you'd like about what we were looking for, but we wanted something with a graphic representation, ideally an icon, that would be portable for different things, um, and one of those things would be a lapel pin. So we were able to have passed those out to everybody as we put it up on the screen. Um, our speaker, who happened to be Brian Huseman, who runs all public policy for Amazon, proudly put on his lapel pin, and most people in the room did the same. It was a really exciting way to unveil the brand. 
I love that, and I'm I'm just so happy for you guys that it that it was so positive and well received. And I think two points that I just want to make that you had said for those listening. Um, the first is making sure that your committee is big enough, but not too big, because I think too big of a committee, it's hard to move forward at the pace that you guys did. So that's great that you guys did that. And two, tying it to an event is a great way to announce a new logo. You have a captive audience. There's excitement. There's good energy, and um, I love that you showed, like, the evolution of the brand, of where you were and where, you, where you're where you going. I'm looking at the last three logos right here on our desk, and they do. You can kind of see how every few years they get a little bit more updated and, and newer, and I love the new logo. I think it looks very fresh and clean, and adding that icon is so helpful because you can just use that little piece and have that brand continuity across the board. Um, Kate, what would you say at the end of the day was the payoff for this? Was was it a good return on your investment, both time and financially? I think it was absolutely worth it. It's hard for me to think in terms of investment that this isn't something that I can say our brand has driven X amount of revenue to the chamber. You know, it's not that type of ROI, but I think it's ROI in the sense of people having pride in our organizational identity. You know, there were a number of reasons why we wanted to update our logo. And it's funny if you can see our most recent one, it has in big letters the words the chamber, and then under it has Arlington Chamber of Commerce in small font, and then under that says, opportunity leadership results and there is a depiction of the Arlington House small within the sea. Um, so it's quite different than our current brand which has the words Arlington Chamber of Commerce and then an icon which is a map of Arlington. Uh, but some of the factors that went into the decision, you know, we wanted a more world-class modern look. Also the words the chamber were so big and Arlington Chamber of Commerce was so small. Um, from an advocacy perspective, we often sign on to letters with other jurisdictions, I mentioned our chamber collaboration, we'll all come together and speak, especially in Virginia, you know, we'll speak with one voice on things, and you see all the other jurisdictions, and then you see the chamber, and so people think, is that the U.S. chamber? What What is that? You know, we refer to ourselves colloquially in Arlington as the chamber, but when we're presenting ourselves externally beyond Arlington, you know, the chamber is not the most important part of the brand for us. Um, the three-word tagline, I think, is something that I saw more commonly from other organizations some time ago. I think a number of groups have phased those things out. Um, and then we had the Arlington House in our logo because it mirrored the counties. That was our nod to Arlington. So Arlington County has subsequently changed their logo and also gotten rid of the Arlington House. Again, there are a lot of sentiments um, and feelings around what that depicts and what that might represent, which is leading people to get rid of that from their brand. So that was not the only driving force for us in doing our new brand, but we knew that as we redid our brand, uh, the Arlington House we did not think was the best depiction of Arlington moving forward. So what types of uh, road bumps or speed bumps did you have along the way? I mean, it sounds like with your compressed schedule, it, it, you know, if you had them, they, you went over pretty quickly uh, to get to success. But, you know, what were the, if there were any, uh, little problems along the way? 
Honestly, there really weren't problems. You know, genuinely, and I'm happy to share that it was a very, very smooth process. You know, it was a fast process, but I think that was good. We had good communication with our designer and good communication on deadlines. Uh, we had asked for three designs for our first meeting, so we had three designs that you know the group somewhat narrowed it down, then finally decided the one that we wanted to refine. You know, one of the big conversations we had was sounds silly, but Arlington Chamber should we keep the of commerce in the logo or not? Um, some organizations have gotten rid of that. Some haven't. You know, going with the formality. You know, the modernization versus you know still the professionalism as well. Um, our neighbors actually just recently rebranded re as the Chamber ALX, uh, so they took it a much more modern direction than we did. Uh, but that was probably one of the biggest. I wouldn't even call it debates, but consideration points that I wouldn't have anticipated was you know how do we want to list that? Do we want to say Arlington Chamber or do we want to keep our of commerce in there as well? well. Uh, but the process was really smooth. I mean, of course, there were some things of, you know, one person likes this font, one person likes that slightly different font. Uh, but with our small group, we really didn't have a lot of, you know, differing opinions in terms of overall suggestions for the way we were going. It was more just small refinements. And then it was just, you know, the crunch of making sure we'd have everything ordered to do the big unveil. You know, we talked about, it's funny that you have your, your plaque with the old logo in here. You know, that was also a cost consideration. We thought about that we said, should we replace plaques for every single chamber member? Do we do these things moving forward? So we went with the moving forward approach, but if somebody really wants a new plaque, give us a call. We'll at least get it to a cost at minimum. Um, but those types of things. But it was a very, very smooth process. We did um, adopt a new style guide. So of course, you know, what I would say, not necessarily a bump in the road, but you know, an additional consideration people don't think about is then how many things that you have that you need to update, you know, not just on your website and things like that but you know anytime you're pulling an old agenda or a program from something you know it's not just the logo but we adopted new fonts with it as well so making sure that you know when you change the font on something you know as you all know well but some of the listeners may or may not know it doesn't look exactly the same you know it might change the size it might change the spacing all sorts of other considerations about what things might look like in the new style guide guidelines yeah, I think you bring up a really great point, and we always have clients just make a list of all collateral that they can think of, business cards, signs, brochures, um, because you're right, until you actually pull it up from Google Drive or wherever you hold it, you might forget about something. Talk to us about the internal um, communication with your staff. Mm -hmm. I, I know it's not a large team, but it's still, you probably needed to talk to them about, you know, how how do we translate this new brand in all of our communications? You know, did you keep the same voice and tone online? Um, you talked about a style guide, but is there also a brand guide for employees so that they know that everyone's kind of talking the same language and portraying the chamber in the same way? That's a great question. So I'd say probably the answer is somewhere in the middle. So our style guide does cover things like voice and tone and communications, but I'm not sure if it would be a full-on brand guide. You know, as a smaller team, it's interesting what we have in there that was not from this go-around, but was something a previous communications professional had developed for us. We say in general, our voice is business casual. You know, that that changes with, you know, some of our advocacy communications are a little bit more business formal. And some of, you know, if we're doing something like a youth program, 
program or that sort of thing, it might go to the more casual end of the spectrum. Uh, but in general, our consistent is that business casual. Uh, but we had you know great conversations with our staff along the way. Um, again, we talked about what was important to people. We got people excited about the brand. Everybody was unanimously very, very supportive of it, very excited about it, very excited for you know their new polo shirts and the new pins and that type of thing as well. So, you know, you're a nonprofit organization, um, you serve members, and I think it's, there's always a challenge for nonprofits when you have, um, you've got boards that turn over. You have a very large board, 50 is what you mm -hmm. said. So is there a process that you've adopted to, you know, uh, train or keep your board uh, engaged in representing the brand? Um, how do you handle sort of that brand continuity with so many players? That's a great question. So I'll answer that in a few different ways. So one, organizationally, um, we're looking at it from a member perspective than a board member perspective. So we have in our brand guidelines or style guide, we have that to use the chamber's visual de depiction, our logo, you do need our explicit permission. We do have a modified version that has member at the bottom. We have a chamber member logo. Um, so that's what we give members that we say, please put this on everything. Some people put on their websites, email signatures. They can put it on flyers for events and programs they have. Uh, but in terms of protecting our brand, you know, we've seen some organizations over the years where, you know, they, they're a member of a broader association. They just slap that logo and it may or may not be, you know, a chamber sponsored program. Um, so that's where that member logo is really helpful. We have one of those for our top sponsors as well. Um, so I think that does a lot in terms of the brand protection. And if we see somebody throw our logo on something and it's not something we're officially partnering with, you know, we'll reach out and say, you know, hey, you're a member. This is terrific. We're so glad you're doing this. Here's the member logo that you can use. And people are always, always glad to help with that. So we did have to do some messaging around that. And of course, you know, still continue to for the next you know, probably year or so see some old logos creep up and, you know, remind people that we had done the update. Um, with our board, so we have different divisions where we have a vice chair, which is a member of our executive committee, and communications is one of those. So it's not limited to the brand, but we have a report every month on you know the chamber's communications activities, and there if we have any requests for the board, that's where we make them. Um, it's usually not brand specific, but more getting into things like social media, of here are the types of events we'd like you to post, here are some sample posts, here are the platforms we'd like you to follow us on, that type of thing as well. I was just thinking how unique your situation is in that you have so many other businesses who will utilize your brand and you know it just makes your logo and your identity that much more important. A lot of businesses it's just it's internal in that no one else is going to put it on their website mm -hmm. or their collateral. So I think it's just great and probably challenging to make sure that, that you know, that quality check is there. And like you said, oh, you're using the old brand. You need to use the updated mm -hmm. one. Um, what lessons, Kate, have you learned through this process for our listeners who are considering a refresh or rebrand or maybe are just starting out in business? What would you tell them about putting this brand together? 
Sure. Well, I mean, I would certainly encourage people to, if you're considering it, at least price out the process and really think seriously about moving forward with it. You know, for us, we're a very frugal organization. Uh, we were able to do this uh, what, with what is a somewhat minimal cost when you look at our overall budget. You know, this doesn't have to completely break the bank. Uh, but yes, I would always encourage people to do what we did and what Jennifer suggested that, you know, your clients do is make that list of everything. And then, you know, we added a little bit of overage just to be safe for the things that we knew we might be forgetting as well. Um, I think having a trusted designer is so important. You know, having a group that understands what, you know, your business or organization does is fundamental. I think that for us made the process go a lot more smoothly. And again, working with a great team like an Arlington strategy is really the secret to success. I'm just curious, like, where are all of the mugs and things <laughs> that have the prior brand? That's funny. So we gave away a lot of them. Really, the mugs, you're picturing our boardroom. Uh, the mugs were what we had a lot of still. We let people take them home. Some of our board members wanted the old ones. I have one sitting up on a shelf in my office. With I also have um, on my wall one of the other very, very, very old pre-me logos as well. Uh, but some people like them for uh, the vintage items as well. That's great. I, I think that's it's. There's a you know the legacy and that that you know people have an attachment to things from whenever maybe they they interface. So that's a nice way to sort of preserve the the old or honor the old while you move forward. So, well, Kate, this has been a lot of fun talking about um, your experience leading your organization through the rebranding. But if folks want to explore membership with the Arlington Chamber of Commerce or reach you, where can they find the Arlington Chamber of Commerce? The best way to find us is www.arlingtonchamber.org. And we do have an office that's fully open, so can always also reach us by phone, 703-525-2400. Now, that is old school for a modern organization, but I love it. <laughs> hey, so people like to be able to reach out, and again, you, you call and somebody answers and can get you to the right place. That, that is so true. Well, thank you again for joining us. Today we've been talking with Kate Bates of the Arlington Chamber of Commerce. Thank you. Thank you both so much. It's been a blast. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for listening to this episode of The M Word. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter. And we'd really love it if you would leave us a review. Until next time, don't be afraid to be uncensored. The M Word is an Arlington Strategy production hosted by Jennifer Melchandani and Heather Michaelgard. Our theme music is Golden Reflections of the Sun by Vlad Glushenko. Graphic design by Kayla Fagan. Sound engineering and editing by Ben Mulchandani and Nina Sofia Pacheco. Editing by Nina Sofia Pacheco and Janelle Walters.